Hey, what's up? Matt Wyatt here. This Dogpile podcast is brought to you by Mississippi Land Bank. Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land. Visit them online, mslandbank.com. Also, by Jubilations Cheesecake in West Point. Go by and visit George and Luann and the folks at Jubilations. Stop into the coffee house right on Highway 45 in West Point. You can watch cheesecakes being made. And while you're there, take some home. And a special thanks to High Point Roasters Coffee in New Albany. Dan the Coffee Man and the folks there at High Point Roasters. They keep me stocked up with coffee. You can ask my family. They hear that coffee grinder running at about 4.30 in the morning, and then I pour that first cup. It just gets things started right. Trust me on this. Get your coffee at High Point Roasters. Highpointroasters.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Dogpile, the last of our daily episodes from TDM Air Trade Park in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm Brad Hudson. We have a lot of business to tend to, some of it nitty-gritty, analytical baseball things, some of it just downright heartbreaking, some of it uplifting. It all came after Mississippi State's season ended at the hands of a walk-off from Drew Campbell. Louisville wins 4-3. to The Bulldogs end their season at 52-15. and They were one of the final five college baseball teams still standing at the time of their demise. We're going to get to the words in the immediate aftermath and the recapping of the season, which I'm sure Matt and I will do in a more formal sense in an episode sometime next week. But there is one note I want to get to on the game um, to, to highlight that before we get into the bigger, grander scheme of the season ending. But before we do, I want to let you know that, as, as always, we're sponsored by Jubilation's Cheesecake and Mississippi Land Bank, but our travel to and from Omaha was made possible by High Point Roasters Coffee in New Albany. Uh, you can get free shipping on three bags or more by going to highpointroasters.com. They are the oldest coffee operation in Mississippi. Follow Dan the Coffee Man on Twitter at Dan the Coffee Man. He always says to stay caffeinated, my friends, and, and I should have taken his advice more than I ended up doing this week, that's for sure. The one note I wanted to touch on on this game was JT Ginn. He was awesome in his freshman swan song. Six innings of three hit, scoreless ball, one walk and two strikeouts. Truth be told, Mississippi State would have been well served to have more of that, but the circumstances with Ginn's arm just made it that this start would end after six. Here's Chris Lamonis. I thought he was really good. You know, his um, he's a little tired by this point of the year. I mean, it's uh, the most he's ever pitched, but he is such a competitor. He went out there and competed and um, National Freshman of the Year and shut down a really good local team on the biggest stage. Um, just really proud of him. So he's uh, got a bright future. Did you consider giving him that seventh? No, no. We were we weren't sure we were giving him the sixth. And so um, for him to go out there and pitch, you know, he was predetermined. He really hadn't pitched much over 80 pitches most of the year. So there's been a couple starts we went over 80, but in the last couple months he hadn't gone over 80. So um, like I said in the big press conference, he. Um, you know, one game, even if it's a big stage, I know it's not more important than, than a career for a kid. So um, we knew we weren't going to use him anymore what we did. To fact check Lamonis on that bit about Ginn's pitch counts, he is in fact correct. Uh, Ginn has only gone above 90 pitches once since the beginning of April, and three of his final five starts went 86, 86, and 81 pitches. 
And now we get into the season that was. I'll have an extensive record book and stats update at the end of this episode. And I should probably let you all know that I wrote a column about the team that's now posted on the website, the Hudson Report blog on mattwhitemedia.com. So there's another way to relive the season that was and the way this team will be remembered. Let's start with this. I approached Elijah McNamee in the locker room and asked him what he wanted to say to Mississippi State, a place that has clearly become pretty special to him in his three years. Thank you, Mississippi State, for being nothing but welcoming, taking me in y'all's arms, you know, when I had no idea what was going on before I came here. Uh, I know later down the road I can come to Starkville and I feel like home again. And, you know, I won't be on the field, but I finally get to be in the field lounge. And I know that everyone's going to be remembering me like I was the right fielder when I was 22 years old. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Star goes with nothing but greatness. I've made life, lifelong friends, brothers, coaches, like friends, fans. I'm just very thankful that God put me in this position I'm in. And at the end of the day, we came up short, but what I've done here and what this team's done here has been nothing but greatness. I know it's really fresh, but what do you take away from your experience as a Bulldog? Nothing. Um, from the ups and downs, I can never be more thankful. I can, thank, can never thank God more for what he's done for me. The foot injury in my senior year was the worst part, but at the end of the day, guys step up and do things that no one thought they could and I know this team later down the road is going to be successful continue to be successful they have the right coaches I love all my brothers I always will and I know I can always count on them if I ever need anything on the subject of emotional goodbyes I think it was most emotional for Cole Gordon yes because of the unfortunate nature of his season and his career ending the way that it did. We'll get to that later. But I, but also because he had a chance to say goodbye before and he wasn't ready to. He had a life in professional world in the professional world lined up, a life post-baseball. He could have taken last year's miracle run to Omaha as the final competitive baseball he ever played, but he didn't. He signed up for more, and he talked about it ending on Thursday night. Um, yeah, you know, you back on any of the years, it's never about the baseball necessarily. Obviously, that's what brings us here. That's what keeps us together. Um, but dude, these guys are my family. Um, they're my best friends. I spent the most time with them out of anybody. Um, we have the same interests. We do the same stuff. We're always together. Um, and not being with them every day is going to be the hardest part. Um, you know, baseball can be over forever, but the fact of not getting to be with these guys and um, you know, love each other and just know that these are guys I'm going to be talking to the rest of my life. Um, just wish I could have one more day with them. You, you could have left this. You had every opportunity in the world to go into the professional uh, uh, realm, but you, you came back yeah. for this. I mean, what, what about that experience do you take away from this? Yeah, um, I was lucky. I was really fortunate um, to have a chance like that. Looking back on it, there's nothing I can see myself doing other than what we did this year. Um, getting to meet these guys, getting to uh, be around them, the new guys, uh, and just getting one more chance to, to go side by side for a whole year um, with these guys I've been with for some four years. Uh, you know, that's, that's the things that you're never going to forget, and those are the things that can never leave you. And frankly, it's such a shame that a career like his ends the way it did. First of all, because it was such a selfless career. He came to Mississippi State as a hitter, as a slugging first baseman type. He was coming off Tommy John at the time, so he was really dedicated to hitting. 
Then the pitching struggles of the 2017 season hit, and Andy Canizero famously held a team meeting and asked flat out, who can pitch? Cole Gordon volunteered, and he's been a pitcher ever since. He loves hitting, still does, misses batting practice like crazy, but he dedicated himself to pitching, and man, was he good at it. He was riding a 12-inning scoreless streak into this game after going on a 25-inning scoreless streak uh, at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So yes, it sucks that his final appearance was an inning plus with four hits, two runs allowed, and the season ending on one of his pitches, but Lamonis was able to put his career in perspective. Baseball. And just uh, baseball is a crazy sport. Um, we wouldn't be here without Cole Gordon. He is uh, such a rock and, um, you know, just had a couple bad breaks in there. And um, it's just, uh, and, and you have another really good team over there that made it happen. I mean, they got two hits late. Again, there's a column on Matt Wyatt Media, on the Matt Wyatt Media website, uh, that's a great way to revel in what this team was. And Matt and I will surely do a season recap podcast next week to relive it all even further. And now we turn to the numbers, and how could we not start with Jake Mangum? He ends his career as Mississippi State's single-season hit king and his career hit king. Uh, he's got a, His 108th hit of the season came in this game, which broke Adam Frazier's record, and his 380 career hits are 45 clear of the previous record. Of course, he is also the SEC hits king, 28 hits clear of the record he broke and 21 hits clear of the new number two, LSU's Antoine Duplantis. He's one of just four players in Division I history to have 380 career hits and thus goes down as fourth in NCAA history, five behind third-place Steve Stanley of Notre Dame from 1999 to 2002. He is the only player in Mississippi State baseball history to have two 100-hit seasons. Mangum exits as Mississippi State's leader in career doubles with 73, at-bats with 1,074, and career games at 262. Those 73 career doubles are good for third in SEC history, and his 24 doubles this year are good enough to tie for fifth in school history. He's also second in school history and 12th in SEC history in career run score with 229, only behind on the Mississippi State list, Dan Van Cleve's 232. The 75 runs he scored this year are tied for sixth in school history. Of the 262 games he played at Mississippi State, he had multiple hits in 112 of them. That's 42.7%. And three hits or more in 43 of them. That's 16.4%. Jake Mangum's career stats, 380 for 1,074. That's a 353 career batting average. 73 doubles, 10 triples, and five home runs for a career slugging percentage of 454. 126 RBI, 75 walks, and 45 hit-by-pitches for an on-base percentage of 418. 56 stolen bases, which is fourth in school history. With all of that, Jake Mangum will be remembered at Mississippi State. But this is how he wants to be remembered. It's not about the hits. Yeah. It's not about the wins. It's not about any of that. It's just it's about what he says. Yeah. When you came to the ballpark, you knew number 15 was going to play his ass also. That's the one play like, you knew. He, all he wanted to do was play as hard as he could. And, uh, he might get run for Zion, but if he pops out of the picture, he's running a three flat that more. You know? Just going to play hard and you know, play the game the right way and put the ball real high with us. 
run through some more stats as we wrap up this uh, this dog pile. Tanner Allen's 96 hits are tied for ninth in school history with Brent Rooker's Triple Crown season of 2017. The doubles list is totally different now. Uh, Jake Mangum's 24 is tied for fifth in school history. Tanner Allen's 23 is tied for seventh. And the 22 from Justin Foskey was tied for eighth, joining what was already a three-way tie that includes Jake Mangum's 2018 season. Ethan Small's 176 strikeouts is the new school record and now fifth in SEC history. His 318 career strikeouts are third in Mississippi State history. JT Ginn was pretty close to history with his 105 strikeouts as there's a tie for ninth in school history at 115. Jerry Liebelt's 34 relief appearances are tied for fourth in school history, and Cole Gordon's 11 saves this year are sixth in school history. On the team record side, it is now one of just seven Mississippi State teams to have played 67 games or more. The 52 wins are second in school history, behind only the 54 from 1989. That winning percentage of 776 is fourth in school history. The team ended with 166 doubles, which blew past the previous school record of 157. It's fourth in SEC history. This pitching staff shattered the school record for strikeouts. It's 718, murdering the previous record of 655. The SEC record book I found doesn't have a team strikeout record listing, which is kind of baffling, but whatever. All of that proves that this 2019 Mississippi State baseball team is going to be remembered in this glorious, historic program's history forever. And Matt and I are going to add some more context to that as Dogpile kind of transitions into a, a postseason, offseason phase and really wraps it up when Matt and I have our schedules collide again next sometime next week. And, of course, there's that column on, on the website. So there's, there's more ways to relive the season that was, and we'll do it in different ways going forward. But for now, we appreciate all of you for, for listening to Dogpile throughout the season. It's been, it's been very well received. It, it, it surpassed my, my expectations in terms of how well it was received. I really appreciate everyone who's had the kind words for what we're doing with Dogpile, and especially these daily episodes. Uh, you never know what the true appetite of an of a enterprise like this is until you try to give them more and see how they react. And, and the daily Dogpiles were, were a hit from everything. I heard from from people, so really, really appreciate that. Thank you all for listening, and and Dogpile, it'll come back next week to to put a bow on this season. And the off season is is TBD, and the summer is TBD, of course. But we're still going to cover Mississippi State athletics the best way we can here at Matt Wyatt Media. And until we do this again, thank you all for listening. <laughs>